We are glad to have you join us today on the Care to Change podcast. This month, we are re-releasing some of our most popular podcast episodes. Today, you will hear our Teen Talk question and answer episode from our Connection and Friendship series, where April is joined by three special guests as they talk about friendship. Thank you for being part of this conversation. Our hope is to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Care to Change's podcast. I'm April Bordeaux, the director of Care to Change, and I am so excited about today's podcast. I don't want to say it's my favorite of all, but it's probably getting pretty close if it's not, just because of who our guests are today. We are closing out our friendship series. So if you're just jumping in on this episode, I want to encourage you to listen to the prior three episodes about friendship. Today we have not one, not two, but we have three guests with us. Um, We have three girls um, who are going to be sharing with us what it's like to be their age, what their view of friendship is, and how we as parents can help our kids find friends and be good friends. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Would you like to tell us your name and how old you are? I'm Kinley and I'm 11. I'm Emma, and I'm 12. I'm Lauren, and I'm almost 13. Well, welcome, Kenley, Emma, and Lauren. I am so glad that you are with us and that you have chosen to spend this time with us today in our quest to help others learn about friendship. And so, welcome. I am going to just begin. You all know each other before the podcast, but the people listening may not know how you met each other. So, we haven't prescribed who says what. Would one of you like to share how you all met? Um, so me and Emma have uh, we met in like pre-K or kindergarten or something like that, right? Yeah, and um, we were friends throughout basically until second grade, um, and then me and Kinley started, I don't know, being friends a few years ago when we met at like a pool party or something. And then I knew Lauren before I um, met Emma from our moms. Yeah. Ah, okay. So lesson number one: your your friends are your your friends are your your parents too. So your your parents are friends too. I should say, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, how did you know? So when you met each other, you think back to the time, and I don't know. I mean, if it's pre K, you might not remember pre K. I mean, that's um, twelve years ago, ten years ago, or so. How did you know that you wanted to be friends with each other? Well, um, well, me and Kinley, when we were, uh, like, becoming friends, we were kind of put in the group together. So, I mean, I wouldn't say we didn't have a choice to be friends, but, like, I didn't know as much about her as I knew about Lauren. So, um, we weren't really that good of friends until Jess started um, working on friendship and during mentoring. And uh, we kind of, like, grew that friendship. Yeah, me and <clears throat> Kinley, we um, we were kind of brought together by our moms, and when me and Emma were together, we uh, we kind of became friends just because we didn't really know what was going on. We kind of just became friends, I guess, like preschoolers do. Yeah, so whenever we started our mentoring group, uh, I was definitely closer to Lauren, but as the years have gone on, I've definitely got way closer to Emma. And now we're like all pretty close to each other. 
Okay. So the three of you are really good friends. And I, what I'm hearing is, because I, I want the moms who are listening to take a note of how you became friends, because sometimes as moms, we forget how to become good friends or how to meet new friends. And what I'm hearing is, you know, a couple of you met be, just by chance, you just got put in the same group together. A couple of you met because you were in school together. So just by being in the same place, not knowing what's going on, you found familiarity with each other and then became friends. Um, so that's good. Um, I heard you mention someone's name and I heard you say mentoring. And for the people that are listening, that might be foreign to them. So would do you want to just take a second to say what when you said mentoring, what does that mean for you three? What does that mean? Um, so basically we're all in a same mentoring group that, um, Jess is the leader of and, um, basically she's just teaching us like how to live life in a godly way and just how to share that with other people. And, um, she's taught us like a bunch of different things along the way, including like friendship and what that means to be a Christian through that. And yeah, that's good. Also, um, she kind of like, It's kind of a time where we just have, like, time with God, but we also get time as friends. So we have a good time with the Lord, and then we also can have a lot of fun time. Okay. And she's made our schedule with mentoring um, where we spend quite a bit of time, like, in the beginning and end uh, just, like, playing together and being able to hang out. And then other times just being able to uh, get closer to God. So, uh moms that are listening that are like, how do I find good friendships? What do I do? What I'm hearing and what we can learn from these three youth that are here are do things together, get in a group where you're learning together, focus on God as the center, but also have fun together. So that's a great lesson. One of our earlier podcasts was why do we have as women a hard time uh, making and being friends? And so I'm hoping that the ladies who are listening can learn from you guys Like you're getting together, you're learning together, you're having fun together, you have something leading you through life together. And that's something that keeps you together as friends. And that's really neat and unique. And I'm glad that you have that. So can you tell me maybe a favorite memory or maybe one of your favorite things about your friendship? Um, I think one of my favorite memories is uh, when we go to uh, like apple orchard and stuff um, around uh, autumn and stuff and we all go and we go through corn mazes and last time we went um, we got lost and I took a kind of thing a ton of uh, things of corn and that was definitely something to remember um, and yeah I think that whenever we have some of those uh, more like holiday times together uh, we get to really get closer to each other and it's some of our best memories. Yeah I think speaking of holiday memories um one time we were it was during the Christmas time and we were going to a drive-in movie together and it was really funny because um it was kind of during COVID so we had to stay in our cars instead of you know you usually like get out and watch a movie um like on top of your car or like right next to it but this time we had to stay in the car so we all got crammed in the back and um we all kind of got stuck in our (laughs) spots and couldn't get out um, so yeah. Um, one of my favorite memories was probably going to, we went to like, um, it was like during the winter time also. And we went to, um, like an indoor pool sort of thing. And we got to swim and there was like nobody there because it was so cold. And at the end we had to drop off Emma 
and she slid down the hill to her house. And it was so funny to just watch that happen. <laughs> That's right, because you guys have a long driveway, so uh, to get down the driveway. So you guys are having fun together. You're doing things that are fun together. And this isn't just like going to school and, and working together. And I think as women, again, sometimes we forget just having fun together is something um, to do. And so these are great memories. I saw you uh, making your hand gesture like uh, volleyball. Was that a volleyball that you were doing? Yeah, that was a volleyball because we play a lot of like volleyball and like nine square and stuff like that. So that's really fun. That's fun. That sounds like a lot of fun that you guys have together. Okay, so tell me in your view, so we've got an 11, a 12 and an almost 13 year old here, here. In your view, what is the most important thing about friendship and how to be a good friend? Um, I think one of the best parts of um, being a friend and one of the most important parts is really um, loving each other and understanding what the other person needs and um, really being honest with each other and making sure that uh, they can be, you know, safe with each other and nothing will get spread or anything like that. When, when, when you say nothing be spread, like things that you share with each other? Yeah, like um, secrets that you probably wouldn't want anyone else to know. Like you can trust them with them. So trust, you're, so you, you know when you tell them something, it stays there, okay? Yeah, and for me, it was it's probably like also honesty, but like being able to have fun and enjoying each other, but then also being able to have serious conversations and like actually being able to like, I don't know, um, talk to each other about serious issues. Okay, so honesty. Um, and one of uh, the main things that I uh, like value in our friendship other than the things that they've already said um is kind of uh being caring because especially in like some of those times where it's harder it's good to know that they're like there for you that's great so being available for each other is important uh trusting each other is important and being honest with each other have you guys ever had an honest conversation like accidentally hurt each other's feelings you don't have to give any specifics but have you done anything where you're like okay this has been bothering me about our friendship have you ever had to have that kind of a conversation um yeah we have only a few times though but yeah they've been really good conversations and ones that needed to be had so you have the conversation did you just like just say I've got to tell you something that's bothering me about our friendship and then you're nodding and then how you just so you just said it um yeah we kind of were like on the topic of it a little bit and then you kind of just like ease your way into it and kind of just like um, kind of bring up. Yeah. And then the other person responded with how did the other person respond when you have that conversation? Usually we all try to be able to like really understand each other. So then none of us gets our like our feelings hurt even more, you mm -hmm. know, so we always try to be really understanding. Yeah, and with that, um, we kind of understood where each other come from whenever we have conversations like that, um, and we agree, and we kind of fix that um, as early as our friendship goes on. Even at your age, it hasn't been this perfect everything. You guys have always—they're all—they're—they're they're all like shaking their heads, like no. But what I hear heard you say, Emma, was that you just come out with it. You say what it is, and then Laura and I heard you say, and then you try to understand each other. Is there a time, even at your age, that you've sort of had to agree to disagree on something? I feel like more often now, because, like, we're kind of growing into women, so we know, like, 
we're trying to decide what we believe and how it happens you know Mm -hmm. so now we just have a lot more not issues but opportunity to disagree yeah 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 so how do you handle that if you know going forward like what if there is something you guys don't agree on how how do you guys plan to handle that well we're always true friends you know and so i feel like if you're actually having a hard time with something they'll understand and they won't like they won't be mean about it or anything Mm. and so if they're if they're not real friends i guess then they you can't go through hard times with them Right, right. So going through that hard time, that being honest, that knowing that is trustworthy, um, and just being there for each other um, is important, even if it as you guys are getting older, and you have more opportunity to disagree. So there's so many good nuggets here for us as women, even as these girls are, are sharing. So tell me if if knowing that there's a lot of parents that listen to this, especially moms that listen to this, how can uh, parents help kids make friends. I'm thinking about the three of you are pretty outgoing. um, And so you guys make friends with people pretty easily, but not all kids are outgoing. Some of them are what we, you know, call introverted. We talked about that, you know, even before we got on air here. And so how would you tell parents to help if their, their kid is looking for a friend or needing a friend, but they're introverted? What would you say to that? Well, I was actually talking to my mom about this topic um, Mm -hmm. earlier today. And she was kind of helping me with ideas. And she said one of them was to have, like, a set plan if they come over and to, like, help, like, know what you're going to do instead of having those, like, awkward first meeting mm-hmm. talks, you know? Mm-hmm. So that um, you don't have to worry about that and you have something to do, like a board game or going bowling or anything like that. That's perfect. So, like, to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You are going to add? Um, I also feel like introverted people, like most of the time they always have some part of them that's extroverted in some area. And so I feel like if you do what they like, then they'll kind of like come out, I guess. Of their shell a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then be able to have a lot more fun with you and can hang out more. That's good. That's good. So have a plan. If you're a parent listening and one of your kids is an introvert and you're like, oh, this is great. It's good for them to have fun. And, and but what about my kids? They're super introverted, you know, developing some sort of a plan and then finding out what that person likes to do and doing that because it'll bring them out of their shell a little bit and they'll enjoy that. That's good. Great advice. Great advice. Um, how do you handle when peers at school do something that hurts your feelings? Are you old enough to have gone through people hurting your feelings at school? Oh, they're all like, yes, nodding. Yes. So how do you handle that? And how, how do you guys um, support each other in that? What do you do? I'm asking such adult questions here. Yeah, that's really hard. Um, I think like if you see um, another person hurting someone, I feel like the best thing to do would be to um, ask an adult for help and then um, pray over them and um, try and like help them get out of that situation and maybe like invite them over to like help them through it. Mm. I also think if that, um, like, one of your friends is the one that is, like, got hurt, um, that you could kind of just, like, be there for them and um, also, like, pray for them and uh, just help them through that and, like, know that they uh, are, like, perfect the way they are. You know what, Kenley, you bring up such a great little piece of advice here. So I'm going to ask, because I I know a lot of parents, um, moms, when their daughters come home or their sons come home, and they're talking about something that happened at school, 
Um, and that might be a big deal to them, but to the mom or um, to the dad, to the parent, it's not as big of a deal. And so um, if you feel like something's a big deal and your parent is like, oh, that's not a big deal, you'll get over it. What advice, you know, if something is big for you, what advice would you give to parents, especially when it relates to friendship? What would you say to parents? Um, I think going off of what Kinley was saying, um, like definitely being there for them and spending lots of time with them um, just really makes them feel loved. And then also encouraging them through that situation and um, doing all that kind of stuff. I feel like also that you need to like, all the time you just need to listen but it always depends on the person sometimes people want you to talk to them and give them advice and everything but then some people want you to just listen and not say anything so it always depends on the person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how do how are they supposed to know which one it is um i think you just have to kind of spend some time um with your daughter or son and kind of figure out um which one they like uh and also kind of um, ask them almost if they would like you to just like sit back and listen or kind of uh, be more comforting. So good. So just to ask the question, are you wanting me to listen right now? Do you just want me to give you some comfort and let you know it's okay? Are you wanting advice? Asking, that's such a good, like it's so simple, but sometimes parents want to just rush in and say, well, when I was a kid, this is what ha- was happening or, well, here's what you should do. And then it kind of leaves you feeling like they're not hearing me or yeah. they don't understand. They're all nodding right now. Um, something else, I feel like uh, parents sometimes, uh, they also need to like not try to relate as many things because uh, they think like sometimes that um, like it's the same situation, but it really isn't um, no matter like if it's very similar or not. And um, yeah, I feel like you just have to like listen at first um and then if you think that it's right to kind of relate it to something else do it but I don't think you just have to like do that because then that can make the person feel like they their like whole situation like they it doesn't really matter so you're saying your situation is unique and you want parents to treat it as unique and so at parents who are listening treat your kids situation as unique even though we can say we've been there we've been through things it's their experience and we need to respect their experience Yeah, I agree with like you and Kinley and I feel like nobody really understands except for God what you're really going through and that you understand and if you try to relate it might make them feel worse if you like kind of one up them or it make you it might make you feel like your problem is too big for anything if you if it's below them so that's kind of hard to to decide that. Yeah, so no comparisons. We say that a lot at Care to Change. We say um, comparison is the thief of joy, right? So um, we don't want to do any kind of comparing, even when it has to do with um, your kids and especially in friendship, right? So comparison can kill a friendship, right? Um, I want to ask you a question about a term that parents use a lot, moms use a lot. um, We use the term a lot. And I want to hear from your perspective what this term actually means, um, to you. And the term is called a boundary. So we talk a lot about, well, set a boundary. Boundaries are good. Maybe you should set a boundary. And we talk about that as adults. Have you heard this term as in, in your age? And if you have, what do you think that it is? Um, since we're talking about friendship, I think boundaries for friendships is like, for me personally, I think it's like, 
um I don't really like like touchy people as much I guess um but also like people who need um confirmation like every five minutes like I had this one friend that um would call me almost like every day or something and um you know I kind of got tired of it but I didn't want to like say anything because I didn't want to make them feel like not loved or whatever um another thing is I feel like uh, there's some exceptions for, like, some of your boundaries. Um, like, they don't have to have this trait or this trait. But I feel like uh, there's a certain time where if they really are not following those boundaries as much and, like, they're uh, not following, like, what you want in a friend, um, there's a point in time where you just have to, like, break it off. Ooh, that's some big advice. That's some big advice. So setting boundaries is knowing um, sort of what's okay and not okay for you. And Kinley, you just said, and if they're not following or respecting those, there might be a time to break it off. Now, parents, if we could only listen to these 11, 12, and almost 13-year-old girls, how life would be if we could just even listen to what they're saying. I want to ask you a question about social media, all right? They all, their eyes just got big. How have you seen social media affect friendships? Um, for me, I've seen a lot of people, um, feel left out in a lot of situations. Like if somebody's going to a party and they invite them, but they can't come and they post on social media, then it makes them feel very left out. Even sometimes they're not even trying to, and sometimes they're purposely trying to hurt the other person. But I feel like you need to, um, you always need to be careful about what you post and trying to make sure nobody is feeling hurt or left out in any of your posts or anything Mm -hmm. um i definitely agree with that i feel like um like especially sometimes if uh someone like just doesn't uh like want to invite you um like for a good reason i guess like because something might happen uh where you wouldn't like want to be in that situation um that uh they wouldn't invite you but if you were to see like some posts online of uh that person and their friends at some sort of hangout or party um it would just kind of make you really sad inside um especially if they didn't ask you yeah and then i feel like um if someone did post that and then another person saw it and felt left out i feel like um that person might try and post something else that might feel make the other person feel left out so now you're just kind of making this war that might hurt each other in the end. Oh, so social media wars against each other. That actually happened today because we had like sort of tryouts kind of thing. And our coach was telling us to make sure that if you do make it in the team, you need to be careful to not hurt anybody that doesn't and just be very careful about all those other people. Well, that's that's so kind. So Social media can make people feel unintentionally or intentionally left out. You gave the example that social media, there could be like friendship wars on social media. We certainly see that the impact of that on um, in some of our sessions at Care to Change. And then um, even just being excited can hurt people's feelings. Like if someone makes a team and another person doesn't make the team. So I guess what I'm hearing you all say is, to be mindful about post before posting. So all you teenage girls that are listening, um, 
you're hearing it here just to be mindful uh, about how your post might affect other people. And it's impossible. It's really impossible to know where posts are going to land, but at least to be mindful of it so that it's not on on purpose. So that's really smart. And I think as adults, we know that We we don't always follow that. Okay, so one last question, and then I'm going to let you guys add anything you want to add, but um, a piece of advice for girls that are listening or parents that are listening about friendship. If you have some sort of a nugget to leave, what piece of advice would you give? I would say try always to be the friend that you wish you had, like the, the, the I guess, kind of like perfect friend. Like if you're thinking about if I could make my own friend, I would put kindness and honesty and stuff i would try to be as honest and kind and as as good of a listener as possible so then you can make it better for everybody else and all of your friends and everything so be the kind of friend that you want to have is that what you said yeah okay that's good any any pieces of advice for people on friendship um, I feel like obviously uh, you won't find um, every characteristic in uh, like some of your friends uh, that you want in like I guess the perfect friend um, but I feel like you just want to find someone that uh, meets like quite a few of those characteristics because then I feel like you'll just be happier overall in that friendship than someone that only has like a few things that you want in a, in a friendship. So commonality, having not, not everything the same, but at least enough in common that maybe like values, I don't want to put words in your, you're nodding. Yeah. So like at least enough, um, that you can enjoy each other and you speak the same language probably. Emma, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I'd say like basically just a summary of everything we've talked about today, just like being honest and open with each other and, um, finding that you don't need um, like 50 friends, you just need a couple really good ones, um, to really connect with each other and have a good deep relationship. So, so wise. Also to add to that, always have friends that will challenge you and not just like, cause in your faith, you're either moving backwards or, or you're moving forwards. You're never standing still. So you need to have the friend that's helping you move forward in your faith. That's so good. Such a good challenge. There you have it, folks. Um, You have heard from three girls, 11, 12, almost 13 years old, Kenley, Emma, and Lauren. Thank you so much for taking your time. We know you guys have school and schoolwork. You guys just started school and things on on your schedule that keep you busy. So I know you guys are going to have fun here in a little bit. You guys stressed fun at the beginning of this. And so um, those of you that are listening, um, parenting your your daughters or your sons in friendship, I hope that today um, just sort of reminds you of the simplicity of friendships. Maybe we make them a little bit too complicated at times, but I heard honesty, I heard kindness, I heard trustworthiness, I heard fun, I heard finding something in common, I heard just saying it when when you need to, I heard um trying to be understanding. I, I heard setting boundaries and, and acting on those. I heard so many, you know, words of wisdom just from you all three. I'm so super proud of you for coming here today and sharing. And I know that, um, other teenage girls, um, that are listening to this will learn from you all. And I'm so proud of you. And I can't wait to see where your friendship goes and 
you know, when you're 16, 17, 18, going off to college, I can't wait for you all to listen to this podcast to see uh, what's changed. And I bet you some of these nuggets are exactly, social media might be different, but I bet you these nuggets are the same. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to look back on these adventures. (laughs) It will be, won't it? It will be. So thank you all so much for for joining. Um, For those of you listening, um, this is so special to have these girls here and to, to learn from them and to hear from them. This closes out our friendship segment. We hope that you'll continue listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Tell your friends about this. Follow us on social media. We're here to offer you practical solutions for positive change here on the Care to Change podcast. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.